0: You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Finally,
1: Finally, robotic
2: robotic beings rule the world. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases. And we poison their asses. The humans are dead.
0: He's right, they are dead.
2: The humans are dead. I just
0: noticed they're dead.
2: (laughs) It had to be.
0: I'll just confirm that they're dead.
2: So that we can have
0: fun Affirmative. I poked the Hey, welcome was to a dead. special edition iFanboy podcast on Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And sitting in for an absent Ron Richards is staff writer Paul Montgomery. What up? So we we are on <laughs> fanboy.com. Yeah. Normally, we talk about the comic books of the week, but Like sometimes we like to talk about the movies that come out that are fun and somehow related to comics, and, and there was a Transformers comic book. So And we talked about the first one in a special edition podcast you can search for, for two years ago. Ugh. There, was, and, there was a reaction to that one, I believe. Yeah. it's still well, going on to this day. Well, you're taking the brunt of that. So, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is the sequel to Transformers, the huge Michael Bay film, which was the live, first live action adaption of... The Transformers cartoons and toys. This is the sequel. Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, Josh Demel, Tyrus Gibson, John Turturro. All people are back from the from the original, and it's out, and it's monstrous. It's huge. People are going in droves. It's, it's it's
1: beaten the previous Wednesday release record by by a good fifteen million or something like that. Like it was a lot. Like it killed. I guess Harry Potter had it the last time, but
0: well, I saw it on a, on a daytime, a mm-hmm. like middle middle of the day screening on like a Thursday, and yeah. it was sold out. Yeah, so. I, I saw it at, at eleven fifty
1: on Thursday because that's cause I I go to movies when it's cool to go to movies if such a thing can be said about going <laughs> to the movies, uh, and and I will tell you that at the end of like the 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 audience was full of uh, kids like like thirteen year olds, mm-hmm. I mean they must have been private school kids because I guess the like the the last day of school for the city was after that so I don't I don't it was either, Friday yeah either way they spent the whole time. Uh, walking around like you know the two girls like whenever you see groups of teenagers always like two girls who who just walk around to different groups like they they were doing this the whole time and i was like i don't know maybe they don't like it and then like when the credits came on i've never heard such a deafening roar in my life
0: i was like
1: they loved it
0: well let's before we get into this one uh just briefly the last film josh did not like it all right you didn't like it at all
1: Uh, no i did not
0: I, I liked it for the most part. I had fun with it. There were some dumb things, but for, but overall, and I've I've probably watched it on TV twenty times since it's since since then. Whenever it's on, I usually watch it. Um, Paul, what did you think of the first one? Yeah,
2: I, I had fun with it. I thought it was uh, you know big pile of dumb, but uh, it was it, there were some good action sequences in it, and I thought it just you know it made some mistakes. Um, there are a lot of different threads going on. I like the boy and his robot kind of stuff, the Spielberg aspect that you know people talk about. You know it, but then. That said, I haven't watched it again. You know, I, I ran it once. I didn't see it in the theaters. I watched it once, didn't go back to it, and probably never will.
1: Well, the, <laughs> the thing is, you go. I went to the. I remember I specifically I went to the last one, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, and thereby by having any sort of expectations at all, and and just really not being a fan of the style of picture that a Michael Bay puts out. Mm-hmm. We'll call it that. Uh, it was really like I couldn't even. I couldn't hold up the. I was, I was trying to be open-minded, but I didn't make it. So anyway, that, that brings us to now. Right. Um, Connor, I, I haven't heard anything about what you think.
2: Yeah.
0: My I, my feelings on it have altered a bit since I, I saw it on Thursday, and by Friday I probably liked it less than I did on Thursday. I, I thought I had the same feelings about the first one as I did the second one, but the more I think about it, the more I didn't like about it. But um, on the whole, I didn't think it was a disaster. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought there was some... Fun stuff. There was some good stuff, and then there was some really bad stuff and some really dumb stuff. And I think it was probably way too long. I, th- I was really into. It. Also, let's give a spoiler warning because we're going to talk about the film. And, and right now, I was really into it up until the fight scene where Optimus Prime gets killed. I thought it was a really fun movie up until that point. And then I think it meandered for about an hour, and yeah. it got, got kind of boring in the middle. And then at the end, it was at the end it was alright. I th- I th- there was just some really dumb stuff that was going on. So on the whole. It wasn't as good as the first, and it wasn't a, it wasn't great. But uh, the first hour, so I really enjoyed.
1: Hmm. And then, and then, Paul, you you've written
2: about this, so why don't you <laughs> yeah, want uh, to summarize? Uh- yeah, uh for a movie that I really, really don't like, it's uh taken up a lot of my time and, and energy and thoughts <laughs> and um you can you can read my review about it on, on murmur.com our sister site. But uh yeah, I uh man, I think that this you said, you know, after thinking about it, after a day you didn't like it as much. I think that's really the secret to this movie. Like once you start thinking about it, it all goes downhill from there. Um it's it's a lot of bad choices. Um and I think that a lot of people might be dismissing um the negative reviews of this film because they just want to go see a big stupid action movie and have fun with it. I don't even think it delivers there. I don't think it's that exhilarating or you know, or fun at all. I think it's um there's a lot of exposition, there's a lot of uh setup and 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 just plot stuff that it's not even necessary and it doesn't really lead to th- really great action scenes. I mean, there are a couple neat set pieces, but I don't think that it, it really balances out.
0: Mm. I, I really liked the... the one scene I really liked, and I didn't really like any of the action scenes in the first film. In fact, my biggest problem with the first film was the way it was shot, which is carried over ten times more to this one. But the, the, middle, the, the middle fight scene with Optimus Prime when he fought all the Decepticons and he just beat them all down, I thought that was really well shot I mean, the camera was pulled back. so We could actually see what was happening as opposed to the other scenes in this film where the camera was basically up the robot's nose. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a really nicely done fight apparently, scene. I was really, that was really exciting, that fight scene. Apparently, by the way, robots have noses. Uh, and they breathe <laughs> through them. And balls Which, yeah, and all kinds of things. We'll get to that. I, well the, the the main I think the main problem with the way this film is shot can be encapsulated in the very opening scene where are the humans from the first film, the army is are teamed up with the Autobots and they, they hunt down Decepticons and that's what that's how the film opens. Mm-hmm. It's two years later from the first film. I, I, and and in the beginning there's this big fight in China and you can't tell what robots on what side. They're all grey. They all at one point I thought the car was an Autobot, and then I thought it was a Decepticon, and then I thought it was an oh, Autobot, yeah. and then the, I got uh, Audi. I never knew which side that car was on. I never knew when it got stabbed. I never knew it was supposed to be sad or happy. I didn't yeah. know. in the very, very, very beginning, that first scene, I thought, this is the problem. Like, there's, all the robots' designs are too similar. except for Bum- they're, Bumblebee. They're except for Bumblebee and, and Optimus Prime, you never knew yeah. who you were looking at at any given time. And even even Megatron is kind of hard to pick out. I never even t- could, could tell when Megatron was or wasn't in the movie. He had the teeth. That's the only way I knew. Like now, the only it. ones you could tell were the, were Optus Prime and Bumblebee on the Autobot side, and then the Fallen because he had that big beard thing. Yeah, but he had, and then there they, was other ones who looked just like him. The old, the old ancient one the did, Primes. too. But like, it was just like at any given time you couldn't tell which, which, gray, which giant gray-silver ro- robot was punching, which other giant, giant gray-silver robot. And that was, that's the biggest problem, I think, with this movie. because These robots need to have personalities.
1: Now, now it's, b-
0: besides the, uh,
1: the motion sickness that I suffered... Because the camera always swirled, and I was like, just stop for a second. I got to say that I went into it with zero expect Like, I was actually angry when I went into the theater. Like, I was, like, I was cursing at Connor, for example, because he's like, you got to go see it. And I don't want to. I was angry. And I sat down, and, and because I had absolutely zero expectations, and I read what Paul said before, and um, I didn't hate it. I gotta, wait, let me, let me phrase this carefully to be clear I didn't hate it as much as I expected t- to, mm-hmm. and there were, there were things – I think I actually enjoyed it more than I did the prior one because I, it, like, it couldn't have been any worse than what was in my mind. Right. Now there was all sorts mm-hmm. of, and and, and the, really the the reason that I think last time I just thought it was it was dumb and I was kind of wasting my time. And and then really what it, the things that I don't like about this were really just sort of stylistic and taste choices that I wouldn't have made, but which tickled the fucking children in the audience to no end. Sure. Uh all the same stuff that people didn't like about Star Wars episode 1, fart jokes and humping and uh, you know, things like that. I was like right. that, you know, I I don't have any I don't have any love for that. I will say one thing that I thought was better, um, a lot better, is that in the last movie and in the first scene of this movie, so many of those gray act, gray robot action sequences were shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the saving grace of this was that a lot of the stuff in the later part of the movie was at least shot outside in the daytime. Yep. So you're like, okay, well, this, this I can I can deal with this a little bit better. Um, in that sense, you got to at least see some of the technical stuff that they'd accomplished, which it was which was kind of neat. But what? wasn't was the set piece at the end with them like outside of Egypt wasn't that the same wasn't that where they started the last movie the first one more or less
0: probably yes they were and they were in they were in the middle east i mean it doesn't i don't know if it was the exact same place but it was I bet they basically shot at the same place it probably was i mean it probably ties it into where and, they landed
1: and for a little while i'm watching i was like all right I, i'm okay with this i mean like the one thing that i said last time and i still do like i, I like Shia LaBeouf. i'm not i'm not made of stone you know, like he's 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 a charming kid, yep. Um, and that's his thing. He's not he's not an amazing actor, but he you know there's those two there's the two kinds of actors. There's the guys who make you believe something, and then there's
0: the guys you just kind of like. You know, you want to hang around them. You want to you want them to be on screen, and yeah, yeah. And, and
1: yeah. that's totally cool. And it, you know, even the first sort of uh, the first sort of act with the with his parents, um, I was like, hey, I kind of like his parents too. This is kind of fun. They're doing some family stuff. And then when he got to college, like it just. The character-wise, that stuff all spun way out of control. Like Man,
0: I want to go to a Michael Bay college. Jesus Christ! <laughs> just, I want to go to. A, I want to go to a Michael Bay college s- just party. Slut you! The Mountain Dew vending machine and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the, like, everybody's sweaty in, in fall and the East Coast. Uh, no, not wearing, no whatever. girls
1: wear pants. Yeah, girls don't wear <laughs> pants.
0: I will say this about that scene: the the zombie girl who turned out to be a Decepticon in disguise. Mm-hmm. I actually liked that because at first I was like, "Wow, they're trying to push this girl on us, and she's terrible." Yeah. Not only that, but she's not really attractive; she's more scary.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then it made sense because she was a robot. But at first I was like, "Wow, this is this is she's bad." But then it made sense, so I actually kind of liked it that she was bad because but it was it, it, of- there's
1: this like hyper reality that he does, which I don't personally like very much. I think to me, like, it would be much more interesting to me if if he was. More or less in a real world, and this stuff was happening to him, mm-hmm. I think it would be more effective. Um, you know, but then, like, his mom ate the pop brownie, and it That's was. That's
0: where it w- we really spun off the rails, where she had one pop brownie, and suddenly she was on LSD.
1: And she, like, being, it was really stupid, and it was just playing everything for, for like, the lowest common denominator of laughs. And, and I didn't think they had to do that. I really thought that those characters were, were charming enough and interesting enough, and their family relationship it was a little off kilter, but it worked, and then it just got
2: dumb. Um, there was a lot of attention and development in places that kind of didn't really want it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of there. Like some, some neat things like spun out of it, and you know, there's a couple of decent jokes here and there. But um, you know, you want more attention to be paid to you know the Autobots and the Decepticons, so we could actually tell the difference, or at least want to be able to tell the difference between the you know the, the designs, which are so similar anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no persona there for the for the robots. That was my big thing. Could you tell me anything it's...
0: about Rawhide? Ironhide.
2: No, I have
0: Ironhide. I, was I could pick him out. I knew which
1: truck he was. Right. And I remember being like, I think I liked that character when it was a cartoon. Yeah, well, they all had personalities. In I could characters. tell you two robots that I knew.
0: Well, let's get to that because this is an interesting discussion. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the the big the, the big discussion in the movie right now is the robot twins, um, Mudflap, and what was the other one? Uh, something else. Racisty? Well, these are these are the sort of the minstrel characters that's getting a lot of written write up because they are very stereotypical black characters, like gold teeth, and they can't read. And I was and I was fine with it.
1: Right up until the point where they said, we can't read. I was like, ah, yeah. they're going to be funny or whatever. No, we can't read. Like, they
0: may as well have said, like, I'm going to smoke crack and abandon my baby. Like, it was... Well, it was interesting because I thought the same thing, too, because I'd, I'd read all the reports and going into it, the first couple of the scenes, I was like, well, that's not so bad. They're not so bad. But the other, and the other thing is, I saw it in New York City with a very racially diverse audience. I mean, it was just about every race you could imagine in the theater, and they ate that shit up. That's so. not
1: necessarily a good thing, though.
0: Right, but I'm saying is that's the, the re- reaction from the audience of right. people who probably share that racial background is that they were clapping and cheering and laughing. Right, about I it had the every, same experience. Every scene they had, so, you know. I know, that's-
1: I, and, but this is like a whole sociological thing that, A, nobody who really cares about this movie ever wants to talk about or think about, but it's like, is it, oh, this is terrible, is it responsible? Like, when you think about sort of the... And this is a Michael Bay thing that in all of his movies drives me fucking nuts is that every time in there he's got to have an Asian tourist joke or he's right. got to be like – his his whole his whole shtick and people don't seem to realize it is that coming from the point of the, the alpha white male, like he always points out things that are different, slow, old, foreign or whatever and those are the things he makes the jokes about. He does it every single movie and every single time and it sticks out to me like a sore thumb and people are like, haha, we can laugh. But, but like – it is propagating a mentality which i i don't know is entirely healthy.
2: Right. it it really feels like a 13 year old white kid has like a really really huge budget and no talent whatsoever. And that's that's what it feels like. he's
1: like and i got black friends so it's okay. but yeah. well, it's still not. but
2: and but even even aside from the racial stuff those two characters are they don't belong in the film like you can tell that those are there aren't they they aren't a part of the story they feel very superimposed on the film itself because they don't really react to the other characters at all. Mm-hmm. If you really, if you really watch, I went with my friend who's actually an animator himself, and he was looking at that as like they. they there's a couple times where they do something that the human actors react to, um, you know, their movements or whatever. But in terms of like jokes and things like that, it's they're in a totally separate movie. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's a complete afterthought to put them in there. And they, they, they serve no plot purpose, story purpose, anything like that. And, and they're obnoxious, so I don't understand why they're there.
1: You know what was funny? At one point, John Turturro, who, by the way, I he's, he's, I, he, this I, one. I love him. He was a lot better in this than he was in the last one. Yeah, I thought he had something to that whole His whole story in the last one with the weirdly hot Australian scientist girl and, and, <laughs> and uh, Antoine Mitchell.
0: She was a hacker. Come on. They Whatever. all look like that.
1: All Michael Bay girls look the same. <laughs> like that was all completely useless. In this time, at least, like he was, he was kind of funny.
0: I, I mean, liked it, him in this one. Still,
1: I still like a stereotype, but he like he's allowed to do that one. Whatever. Like he was better in this one. But at one point, he gets he and, and the roommate who who played the movie by the way the exact same energy
0: that Shia LaBeouf did, which yeah, threw me off. Like,
1: they were annoying. both like the same, and I wanted rapid
0: fire dialogue and everything. I really well, wanted. According, according to the writers, the, that role was originally offered to Jonah Hill. See,
1: I could see Interesting. that. I could see that. But, but see, that like, again, that like, by making him more like an alpha male as opposed to like a fat kid, yeah. like it changes the dynamic of it a lot. Um, yeah. That makes more sense with Jonah Hill, but he's also oh, oh, in everything. Anyway, Thirty-five years they jump in. It's 48. They jump in the racist bots, and they drive into this big courtyard where all the Constructicons are.
0: Mm-hmm. And then too they, big. They made themselves too big.
1: Yeah, and then they stand there. Yeah. first of all why did they drive to that place and why didn't they leave when they saw what was happening they stood there the whole time and I was like why are you still there You're seeing the, what, and, and his whole thing was he was going to go help and he was going to do something and he didn't do anything he stood there so we could yeah. watch the robot put himself together like, I was like,
0: ah! major, major problems from the time they left a uh, college to the the fight, mm-hmm. the big fight at the end. It was it, the whole that whole section was pretty riddled with with problems, pacing problems, and story problems, and long periods of time. You're just like, uh come on, get on with it.
2: It's just a big teleportation weird device, and oh, the yeah. characters teleported that weren't even present in the scene.
0: I thought everybody teleported was in the scene.
2: No, that they weren't. I don't think they were there in the hangar. I got a like, question. I, th- I think Bumblebee was outside.
0: They were at the Smithsonian
1: Air and Space Museum, correct? Yes. Yep. That is located in Washington, D.C.? Yes. The backyard apparently is in California. Well, what can you do? That, no, but that was like, I was like, really? You're just going to, okay, we're in the Mojave Desert. All right, That there's mountains. <laughs> there are no mountains. It's one thing. <laughs> oh. In Michael Bay's world, there's lots of desert everywhere. Oh, Jesus. Let me ask you the, about the Megan Fox question.
0: Yeah. What do, what do you think of
1: her? I liked
0: her in this. She's
1: fine. She was fine. Yeah. It's funny because there's A, there's. I don't really have a. There's nobody like. Like, she wasn't playing like a Jennifer Anderson role or the what. Like, A, there's a disparity in a certain extent. Like, she's
2: just way too attractive to be like. Running I, I mean, around the shadow of which, which isn't which isn't her fault. I mean, that's yeah. no, that's it's not. It's, it's totally a
1: casting one. thing.
0: But it was just funny. I don't know, I think oh. she's. I think she gets a lot of knocks because of her looks. And I think she's she's fine. I liked her in the first one. I liked her in this one. I giggled when they cut her the first time. She's working on the the motorcycle, and basically the camera was up her shorts, and yeah. it's just kind of like trying to manufacture the stomach shot from the first film. And it was kind of it was just
2: a cutaway. It was too. a
0: cutaway for about two seconds. <laughs> it was just sort of like so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, no, and I mean just,
1: that's the deal. I know I, I don't I don't fault her. I've never seen her do anything. It's not like she had any material to work with here. Well, you'll see her again in, jo- in Jonah Hex. I'm really Sorry. interested in that because the fact is, like, that's a movie where you know, like that that movie's all amped up all over the place, and and like uh, and like the 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 showgirls or the or the horrors or whatever, you know, in the in the saloons and stuff should be like over the top, and I think she seems on a physical level to be perfect for that. Yeah, you know. she's,
0: got a, she's got a toughness thing. I mean, she does look, mm-hmm. she's she's very pretty, but she also, she's not like shrinking violet either. So that she's, works for the roles. She's covered in tattoos. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she. <laughs> I feel like she would punch me in the face. I could she see had, that. She had re- if she had reason to. I could see that. She would have no reason to.
1: No. Well, she might. No, she wouldn't ignore. She'd ignore you like the boy with the flower. <laughs> did you see that? Just me? I did see that. Um, I don't know why I saw that, but there it is. Um, I don't know.
0: I think I think overall there's some good things. In the, I mean, I, some sequences I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy all the family stuff, and I mm-hmm. liked. Uh, I kind of like that they showed up at the end and gave them, gave him a little bit more stakes to deal with beyond mm-hmm. just the robots fighting. Um, the, the the again the military was highly un- unnecessary. The two guys from the first one were barely in this one, especially Tyrese, who was barely, he's hardly in this at all.
1: Tyrese cast my check, Gibson.
0: <laughs> and, um, I don't know there was just there was just so many elements that didn't need to be there it could have been way more streamlined I didn't mind all the sure.
1: military stuff I mean you know like out of all the things that Michael Bay's ever done that he's like shoved in those shots like hey, whatever that makes sense they had military be involved with that or whatever and they had their elite group and I was like that's kind of neat I'm cool with that but he uh, he did that it's just the guy who shows up from the government who's just an asshole for no reason the,
0: the guy the, Rich character
1: the Ghoster, the, the ghostbuster guy you know the the shut shut the grid down like that like, uh, come on and I know that they exist but it's just, it's just it seems like there's so many other things you could do and I guess there's no reason to because you, you make it as simple and, and as straight up as you want and, and you know that's what you get it wasn't the fact is the movie wasn't made for me in any right. way so you know it was what it was
0: I didn't think it was terrible I don't know I didn't I didn't I thought it was I, too. I think it was terrible <laughs> I've seen worse. I mean, yeah, definitely seen worse. It was not bad, like Wanted or Wolverine or Punisher, that's for sure. Like there were sequences of this I'd watch again. If it's on TV, I'd watch the first probably hour again mm-hmm. and then change the channel. And I'd watch. I actually kind of like the last fight scene with the, with the military and, the, and the, even though I couldn't tell who's who, it There's was kind of no, fun. I don't.
1: I, I didn't understand here. I've I strategy things about it that were bugging me. Uh, like, what can the military guys do against the robots? And why do they keep trying to do the same thing? They shoot their bullets well, a, at them and everything. They have it makes a big
2: secret laser. It on makes the boat. no
1: impact. Well, they should have used that more often instead of sending the dudes in who just get killed every time. Man. And then at the end, it's like, it's the first sequence is they've found a robot in Hong Kong or Shanghai, I forget, and they all go after him and they wreck the shit out of the place. And only after that do they drop Optimus Prime from a plane into the middle. Why
0: didn't they just have him there at the beginning?
2: Cuz it's not as cool as dropping him from a plane.
1: Ah. Oh.
0: I like Optimus Prime.
2: Any, any transforms midair. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Of...
1: That made sense though, because that was the only way he could fit in the truck or in the plane.
2: Yeah,
0: I he so. couldn't stand up in the plane. Yeah, and,
1: and, and that's fine. But like, I was like, they're gonna wreck the whole city. If they're gonna wreck the whole city first,
0: why are
2: you doing? The- oh, oh well. Um, <laughs>
0: don't think about it that's that's really the key there
2: there's a there's a lot of other like weird cues that are there that are just very um conspicuous um storytelling things like only a prime can kill a prime yeah so like the setting up those things and then okay well if only a prime can kill a prime megatron killed optimus megatron's not a prime right he didn't really kill him yeah
0: he wasn't really dead i don't know i
2: uh, was dumb i don't know I, I mean uh, th- they had to. The, Shia LaBeouf had to go into a dream sequence to learn the <laughs> information was, to go was, back and save optimus <laughs> that was well, fairly, why do they, why do they have a thing fairly where convenient. A, a prime has to kill uh, only a prime can kill a prime I, it's, it feels like I, it's, I was, it's a weird ritualistic thing like a like a they're trying to make a culture out of it but it i in a storytelling sense it's it's a reason for them to bring back Optimus Prime. That's why we need Optimus because he's a prime and he can do it. The the reason we need to save Optimus should be that we love Optimus. He's awesome. That's he's why we want to bring the badass
0: robot right. there is and he will save the day. That's the only reason you
2: It shouldn't have anything to do with oh he's a prime and that's and that's a weird exponential thing that oh god. I was so- I was just so upset that he didn't become Rodimus Prime.
0: Oh, I would have lost. I wanted that the so I bad. The <laughs> I would have walked theater. I would have been like, you know, it was a fucking great movie he became Rodimus Prime. I would have walked out. That oh. was the worst thing that ever happened in a cartoon. Oh, Stupid Rodgers, Brian. It was great.
1: Um, what was that? Ultra Magnus combined with Hot Rod? I, I don't mean, know. It's dumb. It was awesome. And then they got the Matrix. The Matrix was in it. I was like, where could you go? Hey, here's something about a Michael Bay movie that gets to me. And again, this is a stylistic choice. The music is constantly indicating, constantly, from moment one, that we are at an emotional climax. The whole time. It's an exhausting emotional experience. <laughs> When all the music goes, dun, dun, dun. what's happening? Is this the, and it's the whole friggin' thing all the way through. I can't stand it.
2: And that goes the same for visuals too. He shoots everything like it's an action scene. Even though the little comedics, even dogs humping other dogs, it's shot like it's a, it's a car screaming down a highway. That Frenchie would be having Everything, everything looks the same. So nothing to me felt big because everything's big. So there's there's no gravitas to individual moments because everything is trying to be mm-hmm. like ah. Uh,
1: and it's, see the thing is, and this is a, this is an important difference is that I went in and I expected to enjoy nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I really enjoyed anything other than like I said, I like Shia LaBeouf and I liked the stuff with his parents a little bit until it got stupid, um, and I liked. I, I I liked the stuff where he interacts with with Bumblebee, the boy and his robot stuff. I thought the, that was fairly yeah, interesting. But and but all the conventions that I would give to a good movie, I ha- I know I have to shut out of my head and not expect when coming out of a a Michael B- Bay movie. It's just what he does. It's just how it is. Like I don't. I guess I'm having no expectations at all and expecting to hate it. Then I could I could step back a little bit. You know, like it's 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 a different thing. It's like this is the this is like the heroine of movies. Like it just goes straight to people's. Uh, uh, pleasure receptors. And there may be a, def- a deficit for it later, but for right now, just th- these are the things to look at. And if you like to look at those things, then great. They loved the humping robot. Loved it. That was Steve Buscemi, right? Probably. I think so.
0: Yeah. Mm. What are you going to do? It was huge. There'll be a third without Michael Bay, reportedly. He said he's done with it. But... And the
2: writers, too. They're done, right? They've, s- they've said that they don't want to do anymore. will maybe it's just with, with Michael Bay, but they... Don't want to do a third one. Mm-hmm.
0: So, maybe the third one would be like James Toback. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. He does very small, ad lib indie films. Oh, you should okay. do
1: like, what if it was like one of those Ed Burns movies and it all becomes about <laughs> 30s existential angst and, and how you can't settle down? Here's the thing if I had a robot car, I would maybe look for a college that had freshman parking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is well, just wasn't it, wasn't it like Harvard. Did they ever say? It, kind of, it looked like Harvard. Oh, it was university, university. It was just, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, if it's it was, Harvard, you can kind of, you can deal with, you leave the robot at home for a while. I
1: believe that Jeremy Piven was the
2: dean. I'm
0: not sure about that. <laughs> it's very, very possible. No, he, was, he was the 27th year for senior. Yeah. Oh, that's and I just, made
2: that's sure to destroy the library because that, I'm convinced, is a metaphor. I think you're looking way too deeply into that.
1: However, that that uh, those if you're talking about a choice, so joyously out. if you're looking at a choice that they made, I was like, What well, you're really going to run into the
0: library and hide? Keep There's moving. some places to hide in the library.
2: Keep
1: moving, you morons. You have the Terminator That's where the knowledge
2: is. They have to destroy it. Yeah. That's what the movie's about. Yeah. It's about know destroying know. knowledge. Do
1: you think it's that Michael destroy- Bay has ever gotten a script and been, I'm not doing this, this is stupid? I want to read that. <laughs> I want to
0: read that script. I bet it's amazing. I have like the few of his films I really like the rock still. I watch that I watch that whenever I can.
1: It I mean and that's I get that like I understand what it is like but it's not my it's not the kind of movie I like. It's got the mm-hmm. moments are, are feel manufactured, I guess. And I get what it does and I know that some people like it it's just not my taste but like everything that he does that's annoying he'd amped up a lot in this one. And yeah. that that it, it's funny because that societal cultural stuff that he makes fun of really that really gets to me. I'm like uh it's
2: awful. It's just yeah, the shit. Cheap- w- cheapest jokes i will grant you that this is not my you know my genre of movie and you know maybe like my review could be dismissed for that reason but i try to separate from that and try to think about it as okay is this a decent action movie and i don't know i just didn't i I didn't think it was all that fun i thought it was it it, it again goes down to pacing it's a really really long movie and it's it's the action set pieces are sort of I i felt few and far between I mean, there are some big moments, but I think there's a lot of other stuff that gets in the way. There,
1: it's more or it less just, a giant gets music. Away.
2: So. It's a giant music
1: video without music. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant commercial. Like you're everything, it's just about looking at things and experiencing them, I, in in, mm-hmm. in whatever way he wants to present them. I suppose so. Like the standard rules do not apply now. I know that that's not really the case, but that I mean, I think it's the only way. It's not. It's not for you. It's not for me.
2: It's not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I compare this to Star Trek again because that's a really great action movie. and it's you know, it's not the most cerebral you know movie out there, but it's it's not mindless. It's not a vegetable. it's It's really fun. It's really thoughtful, really innovative. And to put these two next to each other, one's one's more intelligent, and one is more action packed, and it's the same one. It's Star Trek. It's not Transformers. 2. I would, I would like to see a buddy movie between Megan Fox and the
1: Green
0: Alien Girl. <laughs> all right, from Star Trek. I think everybody would like to see that. We've, we've veered off into strange territory. No, so if you a, want, a buddy to, movie. <laughs> If you want to talk about Star- Transformers, go to ifmway There'll be a discussion there about this podcast and the movie itself. So go there and, and talk about it, vent your feelings, and go there every day for all the stuff. And we'll be back next week with the Pickle League podcast, as always. I, I believe I was fair. I would say so. I, w- I was fair.
1: I tell you about when I was walking out of the theater, some guy like, flags me down on the steps, and he's like, did you see Transformers? And I was like, yes. Was it good? And I went, I'm probably not the person you want to ask.
0: <laughs> and then he stabbed you. Yeah.
1: No, no, he was in a good mood. I didn't want bring- to harsh his buzz. Until next time, I'm Connor Kilpatrick. I am Paul. And I am Josh Flanagan.
2: I fan botch roll out. Binary solo. One zero 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 zero
1: zero
0: one one. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 one one. Come on, soccer, lick my battery. The
2: are dead once again without emotion the humans
1: are dead 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 dead, 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 dead I thought I, was, a, was a it was funny like I, everybody loves Peter Cullen's voice or whatever but I was like he's the most serious thing in this movie and tonally like he didn't fit like every he time he fits. said anything it was No like, no
0: no it's the movie doesn't fit he fits Okay fine
1: <laughs>